2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Reminder please follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. And of course, you can always subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode we're going to be talking about creating highly customizable and growth focused WordPress sites with Mark Atley of Dreamers of Day. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Awesome. And really excited about this topic. This will be our third episode in a row talking about Gutenberg, how brands and agencies are winning with Gutenberg, in particular We're going to be talking today about how Mark in his agency, Dreamers of Day, uses block-based approaches to empower the companies they build sites for, but to do that in a highly customizable and growth-focused way. So kind of a use case in the sense of how Mark and his team leverage block-based approaches to build more valuable sites for customers. So Mark, to kick things off, love to ask this question first. If you have listened to Press This, you know this. I'm just curious, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with all this WordPress stuff?
3: So Dreamers of Day was started uh, four years ago in a co-working space in Dallas called The Common Desk. Uh, That's also where I met my uh, partner at the time and we started the business together. Um, we even in the beginning, we specialized in design and development of marketing websites. So the key here is that we don't do anything else but design and develop, which has kind of been our niche for the last years. Uh, sometimes agencies they will, uh, agencies and direct clients they'll ask us if we also do content marketing or paid ads. We don't do anything but develop digital products, uh, and with digital products we mean. Websites, web applications, mobile applications. Um, yeah, that's what we've been doing over the last four years, and we've 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 grown a little bit. We're now a five-man team, so it's very exciting. Where you know, from where we started to where we are now, and where we're going. But um, we think that our our core focus is going to stay the same for the next years. It's always building digital products and
2: just having a laser-sharp focus on on that. I dig it. And I think we have, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners to the show who are kind of in a similar mode in their business, whether they're running, you know, freelance shop with just them or small teams or even bigger agencies. Uh, but I think it's interesting to hear, you know, your point of view relative to where you guys are at, where you all are at and how you're able to leverage um, kind of the block based approach and servicing your clients. And I'm guessing also probably help with your own workflows before this interview though, you shared with me that you, you, had, you know, when you had founded the business and had been building sites for clients that you had discovered people were trying to use the sites you built in ways you hadn't expected. And that kind of was an eye opening moment for you all. Uh, what, what, how were people using it in ways you hadn't expected? Like, what was that? What was surprising about how your clients were actually trying to use those sites? Well, one of the examples that I can give you is that a, we
3: created a block-based approach for one of, uh, one of a client here in in Dallas. Uh, That client is a legal marketing agency, so they create, uh, they do a lot of work for the legal community. One of the things that they started doing with the block-based approach that we developed for them is started creating white papers for their clients. So they started to stack those blocks on top of each other and sprinkle them with statistics and imagery and videos. So instead of having a rigid page template that you cannot change all that much, they just started stacking these blocks and make very long white papers pages. Uh, we've also noticed it with other clients that through the blocks that we create for them and not the page template approach, they, they really expand on the pages that we create for them initially. Um, another example is the homepage. We have some clients that love reordering their homepage. Uh, another example is, for example, career pages where um, you know in the beginning they just want to show a little bit some information about the firm show some images about the firm show the culture but then in the future they want to start adding a career filter block where users users can filter for jobs through locations and uh, departments but this is and,
2: kind of interesting for me cuz i you know i founded an agency in 2010 operated it for 5 years and this was around the time that custom post types custom meta fields had had just kind of come to wordpress and I remember at that time, and I think this still permeates WordPress, it's this notion of like, I'm designing a site, I'm designing an editing experience, with kind of a static, somewhat static experience, right? Yeah. I might yeah. have repeating fields or things like that, but in general, I'm not changing the layout, the order, generally the type of page I'm building. And I think we in the WordPress world kind of gotten into this rut of building sites like that, and you know, when you look at how people use the tools we build, they end up, you know, modifying it or, or using what's at their disposal to build these interesting things that you didn't think of when you when you first provided that to them. And I think I agree. I think Blocks is kind of opening this up. And as, as more teams use it, the customers are like using these components to build crazy things and, and, to, and crazy good things. And to me, that's the power. Like that's the whole point of building all of this. I want to dig into this a little deeper though and, and find out really, you know, what you learned from that, how it changed the way you did
1: things. Um, But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
4: It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm
5: is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
1: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Mark Atley of Dreamers of Day about his approach to block-based site building. And right before the break, Mark, you were sharing with me how when you used a block-based approach, your customers were using sites in ways you didn't expect. They were building white papers when you didn't re- really build them a white paper tool and so on and so forth. So how did learning this information about how your clients were using your sites, how did, you, how did that change the way you were building sites for other people?
3: That's a great question. So when we start a project, just like a lot of other agencies, you start with a discovery phase. So you'll learn what the client wants, what they need, where they are currently, and based on that, we make a plan of action to so say, okay, hey, you want um, you probably need these kind of content structures in your website. So you need these pages, you need these blocks. Based on that, we go to work and, and we build that. But what we've learned over the past few years is that clients, they don't really always know what they what they need right at that moment. For example, we work with a lot of high growth businesses. So businesses that just got uh, funding that grow really, really quickly. And if you talk to them now compared to a year later or a year ago, their needs constantly change. Now, having created over 100 websites throughout the years, we, we know, we kinda know what a client needs their websites even when they don't realize it. So what we do and what we did is we started creating these blocks before they asked for it. So that whenever we deliver a site, we custom design and develop a lot of blocks for their site, but also include various blocks that they didn't ask for, but that we include in every site that we create for our clients. So, but mind you, these blocks are not completely cookie cutter they are completely customized to the clients so we do add the colors and fonts basically the brand standard of the clients to these blocks so that is exactly the combination that you get whenever uh, a client gets a website with dreamers of day is that they get a variety of custom blocks particular to their brands particular to their brand standards but also a um, also a large amount of blocks that we include in almost every site that we, that we develop. So yeah. that's exactly how we, that, that's kind of how we, the, the approach that we take it um, from today.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of people overlook the capabilities with blocks in terms of thinking about this like a design system. Um, you know, I think a lot of dev teams are familiar with this notion of reusable components. And it sounds like one of the benefits you all are getting is that you essentially have this arsenal or collection of blocks that you're able to reuse, but of course, customize the client's brand. I'm guessing that approach also saves you some time other than just making your customers happy that they can configure their website more easily. Is Is that true? Do you actually work faster because of this approach?
3: Yeah, that is very true, and one of the big recommendations we have for other WordPress
2: developers
3: is to create these blogs before you need it. For example, if you if you make a lot of organization websites and you know that your clients are going to need a career filter at some point or might already need it right now, create these blogs before you need it so you can work on it with your entire team, you can create these blocks with the highest quality in code, You can review those, you can test them before you need it. Then when a project starts and you're under a deadline and you're under the gun and things move really, really quickly, you have these items ready. They are pre-developed, you have them ready, they went through a quality assurance process and they can be ready, they can be used for, for production. So again, the whole key here is to develop it before you need it. Our websites are often for a little bit larger companies or for marketing agencies. that use it for their clients, and they have high demands on on these websites. They they. Um they use it for landing pages, they want to do A-B testing, they want to try out different page structures. If we had to create all these blocks when a project starts, we would never have the time for it. We wouldn't be able to complete that, would it? the project within four to six months. However, because we've already created all of that blocks and a lot of that structure is already in place,
2: we can move pretty quickly when a project, when a project starts. Yeah, I think this is probably one of the more powerful yet under-realized parts of Gutenberg and, and block building in general is this notion of having this arsenal of uh, components that I can you know use to get a project done more quickly. Um, I love the fact that you pointed out that you also inherit all of the past work, like the testing, the responsiveness. I don't think you mentioned that point, but that my, my general point is that, yes, you inherit a lot of this the, the previous work and benefits as you deploy with that next client. So that's a lot less work to do. So I have another kind of interesting question here. So, you know, obviously we have the benefit of inheriting, inheriting that past work when we use kind of this componentized or, or block-based way of building. One of the other benefits though, of course, is that the blocks themselves have design controls, right? I can go into the block, and I can you know, change background colors and font colors and all kinds of other design options. Have you found, at least in the work you do, that that means that maybe a non-developer or someone that's not as a hardcore developer is able to do some of those customizations? Is that is that something you guys have played with, or is it all kind of in the developer universe as you're creating and styling these blocks?
3: That's a very good point. Now, we make sure that non-developers can use these blocks as well. So we often work with uh, marketing teams and a marketer uh, wants to go into the site and change these blocks or change the background color or choose a different palette for for a block. We allow them to do that. Again, this structure, the whole block system, is, is built in a way that every block has a large amount of the same settings as all the other blocks. So for example, each block you can change the background color. Each block you can change the padding on top and bottom. So a lot of these a lot of these settings we already have pre-developed. So regardless of what kind of clients we get in the door, regardless of what they might need for their particular circumstances, we make sure that they can change those things. And marketeers really like that. People that manage those these websites, they really like it because non-developers can make some visual changes. Now of course you always have the danger of them going wild with it and kind of disrupting the brand standards, But in generally, we found that our clients really like that control. They like being able to change a page completely. They like being able to reorder these blocks and change the paddings per block or maybe add a background image to a block instead of a background color. They like that control. They like that they don't have to go back to us and you know start another project or do it as part of the retainer and it's gonna take us a while to, to develop it. No, they can do all that by themselves.
2: Yeah, I love that. I mean, there's the, kind of this barrier to getting ideas to reality in the old mode. Um, and I remember when I started at WP Engine, it'd take us like three weeks to make a web page after you met about the idea, did your wireframe, uh, did a design, coded the design, the stakeholder changes their mind, you uncode the design, recode it back in the way they want it. And then three weeks later, after time and meetings and stuff, you had a web page. And I remember exactly. when we adopted the block-based approach. The marketers were able to self-serve. Oftentimes, like the same day they had the idea, um, which I think is really powerful. For us, we, in the last 12 months, we did. We ran these numbers recently. We made 2,300 different landing pages and web pages. Wow. They needed a designer or developer's help, on only 24 of them. Now, each one of those pages, in our case, actually goes through a design uh, QA step, so the designer makes sure the marketer didn't go too crazy exactly, with uh, exactly. the settings, but yep. once that was in place and, and the marketers kind of got used to it, uh, that, that actually went really smoothly, very few edits were needed, and then of course they would have some random ask that was beyond what the blocks were capable of, and they'd go call a developer or designer and they'd help them out, but it, it was really powerful. Now, this notion of enabling the marketer, um, especially when you start talking about freelancers and small agencies, you get this fear that um well, what what is the what is the marketer? What is my client gonna need me for anymore? if I enable them with things that allow them to self-serve? Um, have you all have you all noticed that in your business? Like did your clients order less? Did they order more? Like was it about the same? like was it was empowering them harmful to your business? I think that's a very interesting question.
3: I think first of all, with bigger projects, uh, there's still a lot of architecture in play. So clients, they still need your help with the architecture. So with the example that you just gave with WP Engine coming up with all these blocks, uh, i 'll bet there was a lot of collaboration there in what is it that we need? how are we going to structure it? what content do we want to what, portray in every single block so again uh, the project every project we we kick off with clients it 's still about fifty percent strategy and planning and information architecture so there 's not a lot of Uh, So, you know, there's not a lot of lost work there, so to speak. What we have noticed is that when we launch a site, there's less back and forth regarding small changes. The client doesn't have to go back to us and say, hey, we want to change that page template. Because again, we don't really work in terms of page templates. So there is less work there, but however, there is more satisfaction on the client side. So again, we might make a little bit less, uh, less income on
2: retainers and small changes. But again, the, the satisfaction declines. the uh, The small higher. changes just erode your profit margins because oftentimes you're, you're maybe consult, uh, conceding and doing some of those things, maybe off the clock and things like that. So, yeah. Well, these are great points. Uh, I actually have some more questions on this vein a little bit, but we're going to take a quick break
1: and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Miami
5: may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo. Award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrad, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kotwalis, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm.
4: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. topseos.com, the
1: independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Well, everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl interviewing Mark Atley about the use of blocks in his agency, Mark, right before the break, we were talking about the impact of enabling your client with tools that they can use to self-serve and the impact that that might have on the work they request from you. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier the WP Engine case where marketers made 2000-something landing in web pages and only needed help on developers uh, from, from 24 of them. So that's a meaningful output. And you know it's interesting at least in our case we didn't lay anybody off we didn't lay off any developers and designers we actually hired more of them And reason for us was because what the developers and the designers were able to work on were more meaningful. They were able to create blocks that the marketers could reuse, more integrated blocks, uh, blocks that performed functions, adding more uh, sophistication to our site to enhance our funnels, enhance our customers' experience. In other words, they weren't grinding away on soul-crushing landing page tickets. They were actually working on things that interested them, but were also, at a higher level of sophistication and delivering a higher amount of value to the business. So I view all of this as not a threat to developers and designers. Sure, you're gonna lose uh, one landing page project or the other from the marketer that's able to self-serve and go from idea to reality in one day versus weeks, which is good for them. Um, But I don't know, in some ways I feel like Customers are addicted to growth and addicted to change and addicted to evolving their website. And if you enable them, that's great. But I still think they're going to come back to you with ideas on how to make things better and do even bigger things. Is that something that you have experienced in any of this, Mark?
3: Yes, I think you described it perfectly. It allows developers and designers to put their time on other things and just redeveloping the same, uh, the same code over and over and over. So, for example, a landing page number one and landing page number two, landing page number three, if you would develop all these landing pages in the form of templates, you would redo a lot of the same work over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So, instead of going for the template-based approach, it in the form of a block, That that way you can reuse that block on every single page and you don't have to recode it every single time on uh, all these landing page templates that that you create. So exactly, it allows us to spend time on on things that matter more. So again, the planning, the strategy, uh, designing more blocks, uh, figuring out what the client really needs, having more conversations with the clients. It saves us in, in redundant development. There's still a lot of development to be done, of course. Uh, but it just saves us time in doing the same thing over and over and over again.
2: And of course, we know the clients don't always, even if they have the capabilities, still won't do the work. So the way I think about it is that the block-based approach empowers the marketer, it empowers the customer, but it also empowers the developer and it empowers agencies because you can use those blocks to build the next landing page at the customer request, and that might save you time and mean... Uh, you're able to get higher margins for that kind of work versus grinding it out over meetings and calls and wireframes to make one web page. Exactly. So one of the things
3: that we do, for example, is that because we have all those blocks ready and we customize them, of course, by the clients, we can now spend more time on, like I said before, strategy, discovery, but also more time on subtle animations, subtle transitions and interactions. Those kind of little things we've learned that clients really, really like that. It's really all about the finishing touches of a site. Again, the point here is that it allows us to spend more time on things like that. So again, even though we might spend less time, Time on redeveloping landing pages, and again, the income from that might it is, has been decreasing and will it decrease in the future, uh, we still have a higher client satisfaction. Because again, a lot of items, a lot of these blocks are pre-developed. It allows us to spend time on where it matters and really make an awesome finishing product.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. The way I think about the value an agency delivers to a client is not code, it's not design, it's not landing pages, it's some sort of outcome. Um, generally, it's a business exactly. outcome, right? Sales, leads, whatever, it might be um, another type of business outcome, like reducing the number of support calls because you're providing more information on your product, those kinds of things. But the point is, no matter what it is, it's an outcome. And the way I view using Gutenberg, using WordPress, using blocks in this way, is really you're creating more valuable sites. So my last question for you here, uh, Mark, uh, kind of summed up this interview here is you did all this for your clients, you empowered them. Does it actually help them grow? Have you seen clients actually be able to achieve growth because of the approach that you have taken?
3: Yes. There are a couple of things that we've noticed after we implemented this system. One, we see clients actually using it. And that gives us a lot of satisfaction because you know this whole approach is kind of, we feel it's our baby, the way we set it up. Of course, we didn't invent the approach of a block-based system, like a design system, what it's called in the industry, but we, we made it work for ourselves. And we noticed that our clients are using it and that they, they love it. We get great feedback from it. Also, uh, as a business, we always want to get more clients in the door. So being able to show this system to new clients, to potential new clients, when we have those meetings and show them what they're going to get with their websites, that we're not just building it per, per specifications, but we're including a lot more into every. We, we're, we're including a lot more work than to, what they're expecting. It really helps us, and it gives us more business than what we did in the uh, in the past. So it has helped us in in multiple ways. Again, uh, clients really like it in terms of a new business perspective when we're bidding on a new project, but also too our current clients and existing long term clients, they they love it. They've been using it for a long time, and that's, we see them creating very unique looking pages. And sometimes we're amazed by their <laughs> creativity.
2: That's fantastic. Do do? This is why yeah. my personal slogan for. The value that Gutenberg and block building delivers is that it allows developers to create sites that marketers love to use. And it sounds like you're doing that. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today for the interview. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you, David. Awesome. If you'd like to check out more about what Mark is up to, uh, visit dreamersofday.co. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.